This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, a sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I am not your host, Matt. Today's game will be pitting two Benchwarmer teams against each other with a guest host. The two teams that will be against each other is Eric Walling and and Scott, excuse me, versus Marcus and myself. So first, let's go ahead and meet our guest host for the game, and then we'll throw it over to the teams for their team names. Our guest host, uh, you know him, you know his questions, that's for sure. You love him because he's been on the episode, couple episodes, uh, David Lux. David, how's it going, buddy? How you been? What's new in the world? Um, hey, Matt, thanks. Uh everything's good i'm i'm happy to be back and hosting it feels it feels good i've been listening to the uh the uh, btb presents and i understand i picked up a new nickname with you guys walling was calling me cyrano i appreciate that <laughs> for privately sending in questions and 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 having my voice be, be but you uh, have a beautiful nose just fyi i just want you oh, to oh thank Your you nose thank is you gorgeous thank you i do answer. i do appreciate that well that's all the that's all the lighting and the makeup you can't really tell what it looks like <laughs> oh, it's hard on zoom so anyway, yeah, my name is David Lux, and uh, I love the podcast. I live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where it's not as hot as what Marcus is dealing with in Seattle right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm a UNC basketball fan, Oregon Duck football fan, and uh, born in Boston. So my first love was all the Boston sports teams. So that's me. Awesome. Good deal. Well, uh, we're excited to play your game. So let's uh, hand it over to the teams to talk about how they're excited. So let's start with uh, Scott and Eric. Scott, how have you been, bud? I'm good. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm 31, and my favorite uh, North Carolina team is the 05. To, oh, we're not doing that. Sorry. And uh, you enjoy long walks on the beach? Um, honestly, I don't really walk on the beach. I'm just kind of in the water usually, like jumping waves. And I, I'm not a stay on the beach crab type of person. I don't want to ever get any tanner. The tanner I get, the more <laughs> likely I am to be beat up by the cops. So I try not to get darker in the summer. That's just kind of my main goal. So, but do you like pina coladas? No, not no. a flavor that I prefer. No. <laughs> Listen to the words of that song. It's fantastic. Like really pay attention. It's the worst. Awesome. It's the song about the two worst people two, in two history. Yes, exactly. In the world. Come on. They're actively trying to cheat on each other. <laughs> Just two dirt balls trying to cheat on each other. And at the yeah. end they're like, Aw, honey. Are you saying that this is a song about it's a song about Skip and Shannon? Is that what you said? <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm good. I'm excited to uh to see you gentlemen and uh i'm excited to play the question whisperer aka cyrano's game so uh <laughs> let's get to it all right and walling did you find the phone find your phone today i heard a uh, big phone phone misadventures huh still still mia um been using the ipad uh so it's really kind of freeing but i guarantee you at the end of the week my screen time will still be eight and a half hours somehow <laughs> no matter how little i have my phone it's like your screen time was up 50% from last week. Always. So, yeah, I don't I don't get the math, but whatever. But yeah, we uh I'm on solo dad duty, so I've got one eye on a baby. If you hear a small person screaming in the background, it's not um my fault. It's probably his sister's. Um I was going to say it was that small person screaming in the background that by chance be Marcus. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. He's just, he's He's not as hot as Marcus is. No offense. 
Uh, no one is. <laughs> Literally, I have all the Pacific here. Northwest rain in in Kansas City, and Marcus has the Midwest heat. So it's kind of nice. And your guys' uh, team name going to be? What's it going to be? Yeah. So unlike, uh, it's not quite hot girl summer for us, but it is. We have noticed a trend, so we are going to be the summer of retread coaches. Okay going on listen it's the dog days of of summer okay marcus uh to everyone that's listening is is rocking a tank top only so that's awesome i'm very excited about that he's porky pig in it too i prefer winnie the pooh not winnie the pooh in it <laughs> it's funny because i was gonna go with donald ducking it but i, I guess it's hey, all it's all, the all same applies look. yeah, yeah. It's all applicable <laughs> okay so i'm doing good spent some time up in minnesota and uh, Wisconsin then uh, came home yesterday to uh, find out that uh, about an hour after we got home, Doc was outside uh, barking at a neighbor dog. And evidently the neighbor dog decided to take a bite out of my dog's ear. So about a one inch hunk of my dog's ear is gone. And so I spent all evening at the vet ER as my dog went through surgery. So that was not fun. So, um, yeah, so a long night for me. And then today favorite day you know first day back at work the uh, best employee that i have put in her notice and basically uh, uh accused me of some ridiculousness and uh so we had to let her go immediately so that was not fun so i had a really bad last like uh 24 hours <laughs> so, yeah not good <clears throat> anyway but uh uh yeah so that's what's going on in my world there uh marcus you want to go ahead and uh, say what's up and then give our team name it is hotter than the devil's taint here in uh, Marysville, Washington. Uh, yesterday broke the previous record high. It was 108, I believe, here yesterday. Today it's a balmy 92, and it is, I'm just melting, essentially. So uh, just took a cold shower right before, I came, right before I came on, and I'm already sweating. <laughs> so, you know, having a great time. And uh, our team name today, because... Everybody knows that Wisconsin fans and Washington fans both like to claim you dub. Mm-hmm. Since we have a Badgers fan and I'm a Huskies fan, we are going to be you dub. Nice. Awesome teams. Well, let's go ahead and uh, hand it over to Mr. Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Well, we're all ready to play here, all informed on the rules. We have everyone's team names, and we got a great host. So, David, take it away. Awesome. Thanks. All right, so here we go. So it's time for the tailgate. So I got three warm-up questions. Um, and the theme for today's tailgate is sports cards. So question number one, in 1965, Tops temporarily lost their rights to produce NFL cards and opted to start producing AFL cards instead. That year, they produced this person's rookie card, one of the most coveted football cards in history. All right, we're going to check in. All right, UW's checked in. So the summer of retread coaches can talk it out. 
I don't, I don't have a lot of thunder either way. <laughs> I like both answers we've come up with. Yeah, we're kind of sitting on Joe Namath and Jim Brown. Yeah, I mean, Namath does make sense, right? Broadway Joe. It's, I mean, it's New York. Yeah, you'd think that it was sought after, but then I'm wondering if it's, like, how coveted it is. I could also see, like, Jim Brown, like, them making, like, 10 Jim Brown cards. And That's what I'm saying, saying, right? And then with his kind of Stop making my card. And, right, and that, like, it, you would think maybe it's harder to get your hands on one of them. Because mm-hmm. I would think they're more rare. They probably mass-produce Namath cards. Yeah, I'm fine with going with Brown here. All right, yeah, we'll just uh, check in with Jim Brown. You dub. What did you guys have? Yeah, so Marcus brought up uh, Joe Namath uh, right away. Then we kind of tossed around OJ, but then we remembered that OJ's rookie year was like 69 or 68, 69, right? Yeah, nice, yep. And Jim Brown was drafted, um, he was the the MVP for the first two years that they had the MVP in 1959 and 1960. So he was drafted, I think, 58 out of Syracuse. And uh, the Browns played in the NFL, not in the AFL. So, um, so we went with Joe Namath, even though I'm still confused as to why Joe Namath's car would be coveted. But if he, well, to me, it's when you think of AFL, he's the one you think of because of that's the a merger, good one. Good because point. of the, because of the guarantee. Anyway, Joe Namath. One team is receiving points. The correct answer is Joe Namath. And everything you just said about Jim Brown is, is true. And, and, uh, I don't know exactly why the Joe Namath card is, is, is so valuable. My guess is because, Tops wasn't exactly on their game then. They probably didn't produce that many cards and people weren't collecting the AFL cards and they probably just wasted away because who the heck thought about the AFL right at the right at the beginning. But obviously then Joe Namath took off like three years later when he won four years later when he won the Super Bowl. So I'm pretty sure that's that's where the value came from. So anyway, okay. So good job on that one. So question number two. One of the most valuable cards in the 1990-91 hoop set is a point guard that never made first team all NBA, but is top 10 all time in assists. The cards value has skyrocketed in recent years because convicted murderers, the Menendez brothers are clearly spotted in the background of a card sitting courtside at Madison square garden. Name the player. Okay. We're going to check in. Okay. The summer retread coaches has checked in. So you dub your turn to talk it out. Wow. Um, I have a name that I'm leaning towards right off the bat. Um, would be Rod Strickland. Okay. Because he, I think he is in the all top 10 all time, and the guard position was so stacked in that era, there's no way he was breaking through to get to be a first team all NBA. The only other person, because like initially I was thinking Kenny Anderson, but I don't think that's right. Um, and for some reason, the never made a first team, but top 10 in assists triggered Rod Strickland in my brain. I don't know if you have anything else that you think. No, that doesn't. this doesn't ring any bell for me at all. I w- I'm surprised that I don't know this. I watch so much murder stuff, I can't believe I don't know this. Yeah, this is how, how my wife watches the true crime stuff all the time. How has this not just absorbed into right. my being at some point? That's why I'm just going off of the first part of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Okay, second check half, it in. So. We're good. All right, we're gonna check in with Rod Strickland. So the summer retread coaches. What did you guys have? Yeah, um, I've seen this card, and you're close. Ugh. But 
In fact, you're so close that you gave the same answer that I gave to Wallen, which is right. why we can never team <laughs> up because my first thought was Rod Strickland. The guy making an awkward side bounce pass with the Menendez brothers looking intently in the background is actually Mark Jackson. Oh, okay. Yes, the correct answer is Mark Jackson. So so the sum of retread coaches is getting points. Yeah, this one's pretty amazing, actually, because, I mean, for on one hand, Mark Jackson never really gets his due. He's He's in the top 10 in assists. And in fact, if you look at the list of top 10 assists, He's the only one that is not either not in the in the Hall of Fame or well on their way to being in the Hall of Fame. So it's like Stockton, Kidd, Nash, Mark Jackson, Chris Paul, Magic, Oscar Robertson. I think Strickland is just outside the top 10, if I remember right. I think he was he was top 10 until I think, you know, Paul and, and Kidd and those guys got in there. That would yeah. make sense. Yes, yeah, so it's a very respectable guess. The funny thing about this card, though, is that it was only in the last couple of years that supposedly somebody spotted the Menendez, the Mendez brothers sitting in the background and if if you followed the menendez thing like there was this time when the the parents were killed and and the menendez brothers collected all of this money it was either insurance money or inheritance money whatever and spent something like seven hundred thousand dollars in the first six months and one of the things they bought was courtside seats at madison square garden to see the knicks and so they were snapped in this in this game shot with mark jackson in the background and then somebody was like hey it's the menendez brothers and one of the reasons why then i love this that supposedly it's gotten to be so valuable is that ebay refuses to sell the card you can't buy it on ebay because because all of the hype is around the fact that there are murderers in the in the picture ebay refuses by their policy to even sell the card so that's one of the reasons why it's like totally skyrocketed anyway so one team receiving points well, I'm on eBay right now, and it says that it's available. That there's one available for $25. They had pulled them at some point. I'm sure of that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Question number three of our tailgate um, and the last one in sports cards. What now commonly quoted baseball statistic was added to Topps baseball cards in 2004? The only stat that has been added to Topps baseball cards in 40 years. That's what I was going to say. Right, we'll go ahead and check in. Okay, UW has checked in. So the summer retread coaches talk it out. Uh, yeah, it's got to be OPS, right? Yeah, I mean it's the one that's most commonly quoted. That's yeah. not what you would say: slugging, on base, batting average, and all the other counting stats. So yeah, I'm good with that. You're uh, you're the baseball book boy, so I'll, I'll take your word <laughs> for it. All right, well let's <laughs> check in with ops or OPS. And you, Dub, what did you guys have? I guess we should have looked at the question and the way he emphasized he emphasized added on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. 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 Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. So we I typed in war right away, and Marcus said, "Yep." And then now we just noticed that um, in his language that he used it, uh, David capitalized added in there, and yeah, that would have been OPS. But yeah, we won the war, so we got that one wrong. Yeah. So. Um... OPS is correct, so so that's points for the summer of retread coaches. And actually, um, that that what I said in the question about the only stat they added in 40 years is true. Um, Tops actually was the only game in town for baseball cards until 1981 when Donruss and Fleer showed up. And I think Tops panicked then, and they they added like stolen bases and walks and strikeouts and maybe even slugging percentage, and then didn't touch the cards again until 2004 when all the baseball nerds sort of started to clamor for OPS, and that's when they added it. So. That's it. So, uh, Matt, that's the end of our uh, tailgate. Do you want to give an upscore update? Yep. So, uh, the uh, Marcus and I, the U Dubs, have uh, 10 points, and the Summer of Retread Coaches has 20 points. 
Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. Okay, that'll bring us to today's first quarter, which will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one in Sporting Haikus. Only MVP in NBA to later win Coach of the Year. We're checked in. Tread Coaches has checked in. Seems appropriate. Okay. UW. Want to talk it out? For some reason, I thought I remember this being on the show before about a WNBA. But now that I think about it, David would not. He knows almost every single question that's been on this show. So he would not have retread a question before. So he's not that. He's on his game. Maybe this is the summer of the summer of retread retread questions. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then after I said, well, maybe this is a WNBA coach, Bill Lambeer, but he never won an NBA MVP. So then I mentioned Bill Russell. Yeah, that's what I thought immediate. That was what my first thought. Uh, well, I don't know. Did he win Coach of the Year? Because. He may have even won Coach of the Year with like Sacramento or one of the teams that he coached later on. I don't know. Did Larry Bird win for any of those Pacers teams? Did he win? Do you think he won Coach of the Year? Because was he he was coaching those Reggie Miller teams at the end, right? Yeah, the farthest they ever got was the West, the Eastern Conference Finals, all right. Yeah, but I mean, you win it for the regular season, not the was wasn't weren't they the number one seed either one or two years in a row? That's what I mean. And that would have been the late nineties, so the Bulls would have knocked them out in the probably in the Western and the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my that I that just came to me that he coached the Pacers. So I, I like how we're just discussing Celtics. Yeah. Um gonna do Larry Bird or Bill Russell. I don't know. Flip a coin. Flipped it in my mind. I just said Larry Bird. Okay. We're gonna check in with Larry Bird. Summer of retread coaches. We didn't have as long a discussion uh pretty early on. I figured this has to be Larry Bird. But I, I remember him winning one with the Pacers and obviously we know he won league MVP. So we also checked in Larry bird. All right. Both teams are receiving points. It is correct. It's Larry bird, the hick from French lick, one of my favorite nicknames. So Larry, Larry bird is not only the only guy to win the MVP and coach of the year, but he also won the rookie of the year. He won the executive of the year. He was the finals MVP. He was the all-star MVP. He, he had the clean sweep. I mean, I don't think anybody's trophy cases as diverse as Larry birds, but anyway, all right. Great job, everybody. Question two. Suspended Pete Rose, just months as commissioner, founding father, son. Yeah, I know this one. We can check us in. UW has checked in. The summer of reach head coaches. Talk it out. I'm going to defer to you, baseball book boy, on this one. I don't know what they mean, what exactly what he means by founding father, son. So I, I don't know if this is like one of the actual founding father's sons, because that seems pretty far-fetched. Yeah. So the only commissioner I can come up with around that time is Bart Giamatti. Um, it may be a little late. Is that, is that Paul's dad? Could be. Um, that's the only one that I can think of. He was pre-C-League. 
Um, right. So I'm I'm kind of stuck on that. So that's the only name I can think of. That's the only name I'm getting to. I don't know who that was, but if you think it's his Bart Giamatti, then I say go for it. I don't have a name, so. Yeah, we'll check in with Bart Giamatti. You dub. What did you guys have? Yeah, Paul Giamatti played uh, John Adams in that uh, mm. in that series on HBO, and his name is A. Bart Giamatti. Bart is his middle name. Checking in with A. Bart Giamatti. Yeah, so that's correct. Both teams receiving points, and yeah, it just you, you you hit it all the all the key stuff. So Bart Giamatti was was president of Yale actually, and he and he went was president of I believe it was the National League for a, a good long time, then became maybe even succeeding Peter Uberoth, he became the commissioner, suspended Pete Rose, and within five months, he had a heart attack and passed away. I mean, it was pretty amazing. And yes, his son is Paul Giamatti of, of Cinderella Man fame, but also, yes, famously played John Adams in the HBO series, as, as Matt pointed out. Nice work. Okay, so on to question three. Goalie for UMass, then U.S. silver medal. Good thing he's not slow. It's all you, buddy. We can check in. All right. Uh, some of Retread Coaches has checked in. UW, you guys want to talk it out? No. I don't get the good thing he's not slow. Um, the one I could think of is the U.S. team uh, lost to Canada in the 2010 gold medal game. And that goalie was, uh, I always forget his name. Ryan Miller? Isn't he was the He was the goalie for Buffalo. Yeah. But I don't know that he was a UMass goalie, and I don't understand the good thing he's not slow. Can you name another American goalie? Nope. We're gonna we're gonna end this right here and not talk anymore <laughs> about stuff that we don't know. And we're gonna say Ryan Miller. Summer of retread coaches. What you guys have? Um, yeah, it's. Um, I don't know much about the first part of that, but I do know that someone who's not slow is quick, uh, and there is a goalie whose last name is Quick. So we checked in with uh, Jonathan Quick. Yeah, you know, I listen to this podcast a lot. Matt, it, it served you right that you didn't get that because you write these kinds of puns all the time in your, in your, in your clues. But, but yes, the correct answer is Jonathan Quick. Um, okay, well done. All right, question number four. Olympic 3K, jumping hurdles and water. People, not horses. We can check in. Wow. You has checked in. Summer of retread coaches. You want to talk it out? It does not look fun when somebody face plants over these things. No. Um, especially in the water and then gets trampled by like five other people. Pretty sure this is Steeplechase, Scott. Yep. I would say that's correct. All right. Well, let's check in with Steeplechase. You dub? Yeah. One of my favorite events to watch because I'm just waiting for somebody to crash and burn. We also checked in with Steeplechase. That is correct. Both teams receiving points. It is the steeplechase. If you've never watched it, it it is entertaining, even for, for non-track fans. And you're right. I mean, if you're watching the track trials that where were they, Marcus? Of course they were in Eugene, Oregon. Of course. The the track the track capital of the world. That's right. That's right. And if you watch, there were in the prelims, one of the guys completely fell in the water and just sat up like what the heck just happened and i think he was you, out of the race you can just see guys getting heavy legged and you're like yeah. guys and girls you just see it and you're like oh no that's one right there you just yeah see him starting to get tired and you're like oh boy here we go it's always at the end who are these people that can run with wet shoes i don't know these people that's the other thing that's so funny is that is is that the water is just long enough they don't want to waste energy completely clearing it when they jump off the hurdle so they always land at least one foot in and i'm thinking like they're running two miles 
around a track with with one at least one wet shoe. Oh, it is just annoying. Like I can't even like walk it into my house with wet shoes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question five, our last haiku. Only foreigner to ever lead all star votes. Now he's in Springfield. We're checked in. All right, summer of retread coaches has checked in. That leaves us to listen to you, Dub. Talk it out. Yao Ming does make sense because I'll bet you uh, they had a couple of billion people over in China probably voting for him online. Absolutely. And not to mention, not to mention, I mean, the Rockets changed their whole <laughs> uniform scheme be- after they got him. So yeah. I, I think it's pretty safe to say Yao Ming. I like it. We're going to check in with that. Checking in Yao Ming. Cool. Summer of retread coaches. What did you guys have? Yeah, uh, we also checked in with Yao Ming. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is is Yao Ming. I wasn't sure how hard this one would play, but yeah, he's he is the only guy um, who was not born in the states who's ever led All Star voting. I mean, he there was so much hype around him, and you're right about about. I don't know exactly how they 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 do it. I mean, like with internet voting, you know, we don't heaven only knows like how many people can vote in China, and 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 make this happen. But yeah, he led the voting. I think twice, in fact. And I think one of the times was when he was injured because they don't regulate that. <laughs> so ban all fan voting. Fan voting is stupid. Shocker. Of course, I know what I'm about to say, but I completely agree with Marcus. I know. Oh, my gosh. Wow. If the presidency and American Idol has taught us anything, it's that you never let Americans vote. <laughs> anything. Never let Americans vote. Ruben over Clay. Come on. Yeah. What a travesty of justice. I, I was on Team Ruben. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. After quarter number one, <laughs> uh, UW, Marcus, and I have 90 points, and Walling and Scott, summer of Retro Goaches, has 120. All right. That'll bring us to our second quarter, which will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Okay, question number one of our missing link round. Who is second all-time in NFL career sacks, but would be first if his two seasons playing with the USFL's Memphis Showboats counted? Yeah, we can go ahead and check in. UW has checked in. Summer of retread coaches. Talk it out. Second all time. Um, how familiar are you with this list? Uh, not super. Okay. Hang on. Like I don't. If we got Reggie White is up there, right? Right. Bruce um, Smith is up there. John Randall. John Randall. Kevin Green, I think, is somewhere up there. Right. Was Lawrence Taylor up there? You got to think it's not any of the old. I don't think it's Lawrence. I don't think he played in the USFL, right? Right. Um, it's like, why would this person have played in the USFL if they're second all-time in sacks? Like, what are the circumstances surrounding? I don't think some of those names like Kevin Green or John Randall are old enough to have played in USFL. Yeah, so USFL is what? 
eighties, early eighties. So I mean, I guess Kevin Green maybe he could have, yeah. but I have game theory. Yeah, Matt checked in really quick. So you think it's a Packer? Could be a Packer. Oh, that or it could help. be a Seahawk. So it's either Cortez Kennedy or Reggie White. I don't think it's Cortez Kennedy. Not second. Mm. <laughs> like I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that high. Maybe we just go with Reggie White then. Okay. I'm good with that because I don't know that I'm going to talk myself into anything else too. Yeah. So let's check in with Reggie White. Okay. Some of Retread Coaches has checked in with Reggie White. UW, what did you guys have? So yeah, immediately after I checked in, I messaged Marcus and said, maybe I shouldn't have checked in so fast. Um, you should have just let me check in. I know. I, I would have, che- I would have checked actually, in immediately too. I Marcus knew he, yeah. he, as soon as I wrote Reggie, he wrote Reggie White. And so, yeah, Reggie wanted to play uh, in Memphis because he went to the University of Tennessee and he's from Tennessee. And he wanted to play in Memphis. He didn't want to play in another city. I think he was close to his family too, and he wanted to be there. But then when the USFL folded in like 86 or so, he went to the Eagles. So, yeah, we, we checked in with Reggie White. Both teams checked in with Reggie White, and both teams will be receiving points. That is, that is correct. And everything you said about Reggie White is is right. And and Scott, just uh, sacks are always a funny funny stat anyway because they've only been tracked officially since the early 80s. So Reggie White sort of hit that sweet spot. He came in in, I don't know what it was, mid-80s. Everything you said, like wanted to play in the USFL, wanted to play close to home, had racked up something close to 25 sacks and then came to the NFL. He, he was only two behind Bruce Smith, who's number one all time. Um, but – Best all-time uh, Reggie story is the him getting recruited by the Packers in free agency. You guys know that story, right? Mike Holmgren, we, we after he had already gone through the whole, <laughs> he went through the whole rigmarole of going to all the different teams and everything like that, and he thought that he had a good rapport. So Holmgren called and left a message on him. He said because he went went home and he's going to speak with with uh, with his Lord and have prayers and talk about you know see. So then Holmgren called and left a message on his voicemail saying. Reggie, this is God. Play for the Packers. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a bold, that's a yeah. bold step, dude. <laughs> it worked, especially for the Minister of Defense. Yeah, All right, exactly. uh, so theme Blake answers so far for this missing link, uh, Reggie White. Question number two: What active NBA player was the first player in history to record a season with 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 500 assists, 100 steals? and 100 blocks, and is also the only power forward to ever lead the league in steals. We'll check in. Summer of Retread Coaches has checked in. UW, you guys can talk it out. So I have ranted for years about how modern NBA has six foot nine athletic guys that play every single position. What's like the most talented of those guys? I always hear you guys talk about a whole bunch of the guys like Draymond Green and. Um... Well, I can t- I'll stop you right there, Matt. Draymond Green, not the most talented anything. <laughs> <laughs> who's the no. dude that always who's the dude that was talking about flat earth stuff? Was that Draymond? That's Kyrie Irving. <clears throat> Same. I don't know. There you Draymond go. There's Green. another one of those guys. 
Draymond Green well, is one of the most talented talkers. I just want to say he's definitely uh, define talented talker because he's and, not. He's kind of illiterate. He's okay. a name. Draymond I want to talk about the question. Kyrie is a name I've heard you guys say before. <laughs> so shut your suck holes. I'm talking about All the right. question. I'm not talking. No, about not that. you. All right, not I'm you. gonna shut up. Marcus I'm gonna shut hot. up. You put over this crap today. <laughs> yeah, it's hot in here. All right. So. Uh, yeah, power forward is a very loose definition. Yeah, um, and that's that's the thing about it is, is what right. it, a power forward used to be a guy who was like you know not big enough to be the center because there was a seven foot three guy, so he was like six ten or six eleven, right? Um, he was a little more athletic than the center, and he could maybe shoot from like you know, you know, not quite from outside, but from ten feet. Okay, so you want me to stop talking now? No, 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 no. I'm just trying to give you <laughs> names and you, you're go, keep, keep going. Um, okay. So you said, who's the most talented of those people? Well, the first name that comes to my mind is Giannis, but I don't consider him a power forward. Um, yeah, what position is he? A sneaky, he's a center, right? A sneaky name. No, he's a, I would say he's a, he's a small forward. I would say. Really? Isn't he like 6'11"? Yeah, but so is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. This is why I can't Didn't stand the modern NBA. NBA. 20 years the other, like last week. Okay. So active NBA player in the first in history doesn't necessarily ha- mean it has to be somebody that's in their prime right now. Um, I mean, Draymond would have been something to consider, but the fact that we've all been talking about him, probably not. And honestly, the thousand points is, seems like a stretch for him. Um. So, uh, here's a weird one that kind of popped into my head is I kind of thought of somebody like Paul Millsap. Wasn't he a country music singer? I don't know any of that. You know, when you guys laugh to yourself and no one else hears it, it's kind of hard to edit you guys not laughing into the episode. Ronnie, I, I will all appreciate your Ronnie Millsap. Joke. Thank you. Thank you very much. Audio component to this podcast, people. Just insert a laugh track when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you probably should get one of those. Whatever you think, but I, I, you know, my modern NBA knowledge is. Is he going to the, to the Marcus Mine Palace? Uh, his is the man cave. Mm. Marcus's man cave. Well, just like an hour ago, he posted about a uh, an ice cream truck outside. So, on Facebook, some of you went to go get some ice cream. It is like a trillion degrees there. So, that's a that's an opportunistic ice cream truck guy. That's what I can tell I you. Oh, dude, mm. we don't have ice cream trucks in my neighborhood. We have uh, the ice shaved ice guy comes through. Oh, nice! All the time. I tell you what, you know, and then because it's not ice cream, you know, because you can only charge like a buck or two bucks for a crappy ass ice cream cone i charged like i gave my son a 10 and he came back with no change I'm like Ooh. what are you sure he didn't just buy for the neighborhood no he bought Ooh. one for okay oh, uh, here, we go. here we go all right what about demonis sabonis demonis sabonis it's that's our, our that's son. our vetus's son mm-hmm. not your vetus indiana not my vetus um, your Vetus. That because <laughs> the five hundred the five hundred assists is tough. How do you how do you what is his name again? Domantas D O M A N T A S. Sabonis. 
All right, we're going to go ahead and check in with that. Do you want to? Yes or no? Sure. There you go, Dave. All right. Checking it out. UDOB has checked in with Demonis Sabonis. Some of our retread coaches. What did you guys have? He's not the most talented anything, but we checked in with Draymond Green. And one team is receiving points. The correct answer is Draymond Green. I guess I guess all that crosstalk about Draymond Green threw, threw Marcus off the scent, but... No, yeah. some of the numbers seem a little far-fetched for Draymond. No, I, yeah. no, I 100% thought that because you guys were talking about it out loud that it wasn't him because that was my first thought. Uh, so, I'm sorry about whatever. that, Marcus. That's I'll, I'll, I'll shut up quicker next time. But <laughs> I, will, um, uh, I will tell you that one of my favorite stats about Draymond Green is that I think he still is the only guy, and I think this has been mentioned on the podcast, who has recorded a triple-double without getting points. So he actually had 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 steals in a game and only had four points, which is a very Draymond Green kind of a line. All right. Question number three. Oh, sorry. I, before we go on, the theme-linked answers so far are Reggie White and Draymond Green. Question number three. What nickname was given to six-time Pro Bowler and three-time Super Bowl champ NFL guard Nate Newton when he came into the league because he was even bigger than William Perry? We, I think we're good to check in, right, Wally? Yeah, we're good to check in. All right. Uh, the Summer of Retread Coaches has checked in. UW, talk it out. We so just wanted to make those the guys sweat. Weed we knew this answer right the, off the bat. The weed is it the, is it the smart. weed dispensary? Is that the weed it? dispensary. We went to there in Colorado. No, Nate Newton. Nate Newton is the weed dispensary? No. Come <laughs> on. You, you, know, you don't know the bro. Nate Newton? You don't know the <laughs> Nate Newton thing? Oh, man, he had like pounds of weed on him yeah oh, well there's not that. good yeah that's why i said the weed dispensary okay so we're checking in with the kitchen the kitchen yep okay okay uw has checked in with the kitchen the summer of retread coaches what did you guys have yep um he's bigger than the fridge he's the whole kitchen he is big in the fridge he is the whole kitchen and to marcus's point i think they probably found about 200 pounds of pots in his kitchen that's just a theory but allegedly. anyway, yes, it is. Allegedly. allegedly. It is. It is no, the kitchen. Not allegedly. <laughs> okay. Definitely. So the theme, the theme link answers that we have so far are Reggie White, Draymond Green, and the kitchen. Brings us to question four. St. Peter's is the only division one basketball school that uses this bird as their mascot. With a mascot name like this, you might think they have every game live streamed and called by Al Michaels, Mike Tarico, or Chris Collinsworth. We're checked in. Holy crow. All right. Before I can even paste the question in, the summer of retread coaches has checked in. UW. Al Michaels, NBC, Bird, Peacock. Yep. We're going to go ahead and check in with the Peacocks. Don't, don't talk about Marcus like that. Easy. It's face ample. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so UW has checked in, and your answer again was, I lost it there? The Peacocks. The Peacocks. And the Summer of Retread Coaches, what did you guys have? Yep, same thing, Peacock. The Peacock is correct, both teams receiving points. Uh, and so the themed link answers so far are Reggie White, Draymond Green, The Kitchen, and Peacock. Brings us to the last question of the missing link round. Though it is no longer in existence, what park hosted two Major League All-Star games, two World Series, eight NFC Championship games, and famously, 
the Beatles last live concert. Yes. Do you know that or do you just I was throwing it out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes... Yeah, yeah. We can go ahead and check in. All right. UW has checked in. Summer of retread coaches. Talk it out. Eric, I, I don't unlike Detmer, I don't think we have to be coy anymore. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going through I'm working I'm working back to front. Against yeah. Marcus's wishes. <laughs> like, listen, we all know the theme. It's gonna get messy. We all know the theme. Let's just like we can talk about it. Okay. So like places Walling has helped a former major leaguer score. That's um, Kelly's. <laughs> um <laughs> that's, that's Cheesecake a bar Factory named after Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. So I'm I the I think this is Candlestick Park. It has to be Candlestick Park. Right. Yeah. Yes. It would I mean it because would be. it's it's Colonel Mustard in the conservatory. With the Come on, I was gonna call it Colonel Mustard Park. Why? What? What's going on here? <laughs> Sorry, uh, you it's gotta, Mustard you gotta, Stadium. You jokes. Telegraph you. your jokes better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with it. Let's check in with Candlestick Park. Yep. Okay. Summer of Retread coaches has checked in with Candlestick Park. U Dub. Back to you guys. What you guys have? It's not Library Park. Not Billiard Room Park. No. No, yeah, we checked in with Candlestick Park also. Candlestick Park is correct. Um, I was. It, it sounds like everybody was honing in on the theme. I may need a ruling on this one. Uh, so one team checked in a... after. One, well, one team checked in after the second question with clue characters. Uh, then one question later, I got all answers have to do with the board game Clue, which in truth is more accurate. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I don't, I don't know what to do about this. I wasn't counting on this. I wasn't um, counting. I wasn't anticipating this. Well, this it's not, drama. strictly speaking, all clue characters. I was going to use my, my, my bonus sort of throwaway was going to be in dodgeball. Patches O'Houlihan said, if you can dodge this, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my bonus giveaway, but you guys ran it too quickly. So, um, so what do you have written? Uh, that, it, that it has to do with... with clue the board game then i think uh, you got to take that so if that is correct then the first one that got it in correctly would be u-dub who was who was more accurate in their guess and then walling clarified later so i think that would be 100 points to u-dub and 50 points but it, it feels it feels a little bit wrong because you guys you guys were all over it. are you guys okay with that well I'm, I'm i'm impressed you guys all got it and got it so quickly and uh, apologies to uh to to Walling and, and Scott, but I no, but I think I have to, to, I have to take that the more accurate. Hey, that's the ri- that's the risk you take when you're trying to get there early, exactly. early and make yeah, sure you true. get in front of people. Yep. It's all true. All right. The good, so thing, that, the good thing about guessing early is that you can modify it afterwards. You know, and you so can you still can, get yeah. points. Yeah, like, still get yeah. yeah, yeah. So Matt, can we get a a score update? Yep. So that uh, going into the link, the missing link area, uh, it was one seventy two twenty, but because we got 100 and they got 50 is all knotted up at 270 currently. Wow. Close game. All right. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points. Okay. Question one of halftime. What comedian 
batted leadoff for the Yankees in a 2008 spring training game at the age of 60? Or was it 61? Yes. Yeah, we're checked in. All right, Summer of Retread Coaches is checked in. UW. You know Talk that? It's Billy Crystal because he, he directed that movie, 61. I was going to say, so it's somebody who had something to do with that movie that yeah. I never saw. Billy Crystal. Boring. <laughs> We're going okay. to check in with Billy Crystal. That's fine. Okay, you have a check in with Billy Crystal, the Summer of Retread Coaches. What did you guys have? Yeah, although he's probably more famously associated with <clears throat> with the Mets, being a Mets fan, I was like, uh, Scott put in Billy Crystal, and I went, uh, and then I saw the 61 with the asterisk next to it. Well, I, I, I remember I remember watching the spring training game, and I saw him hitting leadoff, and I was like, oh, I'll have what he's having. So, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, so what yeah, was your answer? <laughs> Billy Crystal. And then I... <laughs> Billy Crystal, just... uh, it, it is Billy Crystal is correct. Everybody got points. Billy Crystal is actually a well-known Yankees fan. So I think Seinfeld's a big Mets fan, but but Billy yeah, Crystal is Billy a Yankees Crystal's fan. Billy Crystal is a huge Yankees fan. He grew up a oh, Yankees maybe. fan. That's why he wanted direct. He, that's why he wanted to direct. He, but he wore the for... he wore the Mets hat in the City Slickers movies, didn't he? He did. Maybe that's that's true. Thinking of, yeah. In City Slickers, he did wear the Mets hat. But I think that was just that a was throw a off the scent thing. Yeah. Do you think? Do you yeah. think his? Uh, do you think his pregame meal before that was a mutton? Lettuce and tomato. <laughs> well, I did. If you ever see the highlight, he, he did strike out, but he did. He did have one nice cut. I think he fouled one off, like to, you know, to, the, to the bleachers. He, did he tip it? I thought he actually hit it into the into the stands. Yeah, well, maybe, but I don't think yeah. he really made much. Walling is just jealous because he knows he probably couldn't do that. Um, I could Walling struck out Ryan Braun, so shut up. Walling, <laughs> Walling almost hit a ball out of Kauffman Stadium. Thank you very much. Wow, almost. I almost Rest hit a ball out of Kauffman Stadium too. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. Listen, what are five people that have never been in Nate Newton? I mean, uh, in that kitchen. Never been in Nate Newton? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Jeez, I think we need to move on after that. Yeah, exactly. He's hell? a known drug dealer. Men have been in him. Let's just put that out there. 200, 200 pounds of product has been in them. Yeah, 200 pounds of pots oh in his God. kitchen. That's all I can say. All right. So this this next question is actually in two parts. I'm only I'm only mentioning that so we so we uh, watch the sort of crosstalk on this one, I guess. Question number two: What movie comedian and star of a sitcom with a nine year run was the top wrestler on his high school team until he hurt his back? I guess you can't win them all. You're good with that, Wally. Yep. All right, we're checked in. All right, uh, summer of retread coaches has checked in. You dub. I mean, Star of a sitcom, sitcom with nine year with a nine, nine year, run. year run. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Movie comedian though, I don't understand. I mean, so he is an he's a comedian that's only been in movies as as a comic actor. Did he play a comedian in a movie? That's that's what I thought when movie comedian the i guess you can't win it all win them all part is what's i mean you think that that's like some sort of tagline that that would be something we'd know yeah i don't know nothing to this nothing in any of this is <sighs> the only movie comedian that i can think of is literally the character the comedian from uh Watchmen, and that was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but he definitely I don't know if he's ever been on a sitcom. That doesn't make sense to me. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's as good a guess as I got. Okay, we'll check in with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, UW has checked in the summer of retread coaches. What did you guys have? I have no idea if I'm right. I just jumped on it because I feel like his show had a nine year run. I, I don't get the guess you can't win them all. I like that led me to like loser with Jason Biggs. And I was like, there's no way Jason Biggs was a wrestler ever in his life. So uh, we checked in with, because again, I think King of Queens was about nine years. So we checked in with Kevin James. Yes. Yeah, so the summer of retread coaches had checked in with Kevin James, and that is the correct answer. So one oh, team geez. is receiving points. Uh, my apologies for the for the funny wording on movie comedian that was not intentional, but the wording that was intentional was at the end. I guess you can't win them all. It was supposed to sound like I guess you can't win the mall, as as oh. in Hallmark Mall Cop. I was, I was, I was amazed at how quickly the summer of retread coaches came up with this, and I was like, shoot, I, maybe the I, maybe the pun was a little bit too. Uh, no, I only got it because I know King of Queens ran for nine seasons. Like that's the only reason I got that. And then I thought about it. And I was like, Kevin James as a wrestler with the body type. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move on to question three. Speaking of Kevin James, when he got hurt in high school, he paved the way for the second guy in his weight class who went on to enter the 1998 Royal Rumble three times. We can check in. So, Something, so tells me, Something tells me I'm not going to get a chance to pace this one with you guys playing. All right. Uh, whoever wants to go first, you can take it. Uh, I, I guess officially UW checked in first. Go ahead, Marcus. Yeah. No, Marcus. you. we checked in first, so that means that they... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you're right. It was so fast. It was so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, it, somebody it, want to say the answer? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 Mick Foley, I guess. is. I'm assuming you'll accept it. His real name's Jack, but um, yeah, Mick Foley. And UW, what did you guys have? Mrs. Foley's baby boy. Mick Foley. <laughs> that is correct. I, I didn't realize until I was doing some research that Kevin James and, and Mick Foley are actually friends from high school and they were friends from the wrestling team. And when Kevin James got hurt and went on to other stuff, it, it literally Mick Foley sort of stepped in in his weight class, which I'm assuming it was heavyweight, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, and uh, right. And took it from there. Um, uh, did Kevin James also wrestle barbed wire matches in high school or? they wrestled each other in matches. <laughs> jumped off that roof together yeah you didn't you didn't see the, the episode of king of queens when he jumped off the roof of their house and like no no that's when he slipped putting up christmas lights that was season right. seven remember? same thing i don't like king of queens right? but kevin james was always missing a sock in that show you're saying that someone took it and, and did something with it well, my Sacco. dad, I, I got my dad a miss, an autograph, Mr. Sacco from McFoley for Christmas this year. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, and I'm sure he, at some point he did the sock trick on Jerry Stiller when they were in their downtimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I have, a, I have a different sock trick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But he doesn't do it uh, inside of Leon Lett or who, who yeah. was it again? No, Leon Marcus. Lett. It's Marcus. Leon Lett. I think it's I think it's time Wrong to take another cold with. shower. Cold shower, Marcus. Cold shower. Sorry, this right. got making me do weird things. Uh, yeah. It sounds he, like he it. All right. Sock trick in the kitchen. Question four of halftime. What nineteen ninety-two pop song from a Swedish band? Did the Dodgers organist play as Diamondbacks outfielder Josh Reddick came to the plate on May 20th of this year? Reddick struck out. 
I'm pretty sure of that, Scott. The only, uh, I mean, I'm, I think that's right. I think this is also right, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're correct about the song. So check it in. Okay. All right. We're going to check in. Uh, all right. Summer of Retread Coaches has checked in. You dub. Ace of Base is the only Swedish 1992 Swedish band. Right. Why would they have played that? Because it's the sign. Because he was a part of the Astros when they got caught. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So So he's looking for the band name, right? He's looking uh, for the song name. What 1992 pop song? Okay. So the sign. There you go. Checking in with that. All right. So uh, UW has checked in with the sign and the summer of retread coaches. What did you guys have? <clears throat> Actually, what you guys don't know is that Josh Reddick's wife has really been angling for another child. So um, they played all that she wants all is another baby. All that she wants is no, another I'm baby. I'm just kidding. We played the sign. Nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice fake out. That was awesome. <laughs> we checked in with the sign. It, it, is, I, it I, is. Sorry, Dave. It is 1994. That's what threw me, but we both got oh. it. It's oh, it's I'm real. I'm super sorry. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for the correction. I yes, it is. It is the sign, or I would have accepted. I saw the sign, and <laughs> it was one of my favorite trolling moments. I, I I had to work it into a question. He he comes up to the plate in, the, in his first trip to Dodger Stadium, and the organist immediately starts playing that. It was. I think it was stellar. <laughs> All right. Well done, everybody. Um, and yes, you pointed it out, but Josh Reddick was part of the Astros and was stealing signs, so allegedly. Uh, okay, question five of, of halftime. As we all know, the modern Olympic tradition is that during the opening ceremonies, Greece is the first country in the Parade of Nations. In the last 60 years, what is the only Summer Olympics that Greece's athletes, that, sorry, that Greece's athletes did not march first in the Parade of Nations during the opening ceremonies? It's the only one that really makes sense. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. We're going to go ahead and check in, David. All right. UW is checking in. So the summer of retread coaches can talk it out. What do we have waited on this? Oh, wait. It's not a fourth quarter. Has, they, oh. has North Korea hosted an Olympics lately? <laughs> not that I remember, but you're maybe you're their own Olympics. And, and weird. Kim Jong-un won all the gold medals. It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> he saw with that shot put, bro. He's just, yeah. He shot an 18 in golf. He sh- he literally shot it out of like a cannon. <laughs> yes. I think that's the yeah. new world record. <laughs> uh yeah, Walling, I mean of the eight of us bench warmers, I pay attention the least to the Olympics. That's well <clears throat> known and well. Well, I, I I was like, "Oh, yeah, probably the one where Hitler trotted out his um master race first, and then I realized that my math was a little off by about 20 years it's master race um, um yeah the, i what you're what you're starting to say now about the, the munich thing yeah i mean bell. that's the only thing i can really it's really popping into my head i can't think i mean it's like mexico city or if japan right. or i guess we haven't had tokyo yet i don't think england would do it <clears throat> greece in greece in athens in 2004 oh maybe that was one I mean the Athenians. Yeah. Um, yes. They trotted out the Peloponnesians first and then As you should, as one should. Yeah. Like um, they just brought so, them all out in the Trojan horse and they all just popped. I don't out. really have a lot of thunder behind a lot of this unless the USA was bold enough to do it when they were in LA. So I'm I'm good with Munich seventy two if you if you want to go with that. Sure. Right. 
We'll check in with 1972 Olympics. A summer of retread coaches is checking in with 72 in Munich. Uh, UW, what did you guys have? So we went back and forth between 2004 and 1980 because I thought maybe Greece as a um, as a uh, member of uh, the North Atlantic, what's it called? Um, oh, North, NATO, North Atlantic. NATO. Theater, uh, so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Greece is yeah. a NATO maybe supported the U S and their boycott of the Moscow Olympics in 80. And then I thought, well, Oh, four was in Athens. Maybe they probably went in last maybe so that they get a biggest, whatever. So we checked in with Oh, four Athens. So UW is checked in with Oh, four in Athens. And that is the correct answer. Um, so just real quickly, 1980, there was a big boycott by most of the NATO nations, but, but Great Britain actually went to those Olympics and so did Greece. Greece doesn't tend to boycott Olympics. It's sort of more, it's above politics. Um, there are two traditions you need to know for this, for this question, I guess, uh, and apologies to Scott, but number one is that Greece always comes in first. And number two is that the host country always comes in last. So in 2004, oh. when they were actually in Athens, they marched the Greece flag in first, but the athletes came in last. So they, so it was, it was a pseudo trick question, but, but anyway, I think, um, good job to, to UW. It was a good pull. I said, so. right as, right as Matt started saying that I typed in the chat, Oh, the host is always last. I didn't know it's that was 2004. a thing. That's awesome. <laughs> nope. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned those rules, David, because in college they made me do this beer Olympics with my Greek friend and he did not go first and I hosted it and I did not go last. So I'm all backwards now. Oh, oh. bastard. So oh, don't don't do a beer mile, by the way. Anybody who's listening, I couldn't do, do a beer like I couldn't go from here to my bathroom. A beer after each so. lap, don't do it. I'm beer telling mile? you right now. I can't you know do a mile without beer. So you know, do a mile, you do a mile, you chug, or you do a lap, you chug a beer, and see how fast you could do. You I'm gonna do the uh, hour uh, of power or the century club are my two faves. Uh, okay, well, I, I will tell you what the most disgusting one here that's run in the in the triangle around NC State campus is is. You run, I can't remember what it is. It's something like a mile and a half. Then, then you eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, and then gross. you run a mile and a half back. Uh, Why? It's, I'm it's, out it's because I don't impressive. like Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, well, uh, you know, down here, it's like uh, Krispy Kreme is. I feel like popular. Mario Williams started that when he was at him. <laughs> 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 sounds like him and Manny Lawson. <laughs> yeah, him and Manny Lawson. <laughs> we're doing that. Well There's done. a third guy too, a DT. I don't remember his name. All right, Matt, let's get some uh, post John McCargo. score. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, we, we were Marcus. tied going into halftime, and each team only got one incorrect, so we're tied going out of halftime, both with 350 points. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. All right, that'll bring us to today's third quarter, which will be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions. One easier, David and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, 
and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. more like David versus the four bench warmers right now mm. after that <laughs> Olympic climb. Oh, man, I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Question one and David versus Goliath. In the last 100 years, only two pitchers have pitched enough innings to qualify for the ERA title and finished a season with more wins than walks. Question one, David. What multiple-time Cy Young winner did this most recently in 2016 pitching for a National League team. Question two, Goliath, what multiple-time Cy Young winner was the only other pitcher to accomplish this in 1994, also pitching for a National League team? Well, yeah. Do well, you agree? Do you disagree? I, I, I'm, I'd I, say I that both of those answers, I'm equally... Okay, then then go with the, go with the last thing you said. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to check in with five answers for this five-on-five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, is that a real check? We're, yeah, we're a real check. checking we are in. Checking yeah. Okay, we're okay. Checking in. <laughs> I never know. Okay, UW has checked right. in. The summer of retread <clears throat> coaches. Talk it out. So the thing I had to clarify, to make clear to Walling was that this is not Nolan Ryan. It is very much not Nolan Ryan. What? I, I had to make that he perfectly won, he clear. would have had to win 150 games that year, probably. Right, you're, you're <laughs> probably more. Did Bob Tewksbury win many Cy Youngs? He never walked anybody. Did Bob walk, who ironically never walked anyone? I don't think either of those guys won multiple. I think Bob Feller may be the only Bob with multiple. <laughs> he didn't awards. walk a lot. He just fell down a lot, so... Yes, he, didn't even he was a kind feller. That's what, what I an awful name. Ninety-four era, right? So, I mean, obviously Clemens was pitching, but there's no shot that it's Clemens. No, he walked too many guys. Yeah. He's a strikeout guy. Yeah, um, exactly. So that's why I was Maddox, thinking guys that were more methodical. <clears throat> the Braves guys, or David Cohn. Cohn. Uh, I mean, but I think you got Maddox. You got Glav. I don't think Glavin won enough or any because he was. In, no, he has at least. One. I think he has. Yeah. He has at least one. He might have two. Because I think they went back and forth a couple. Yeah, but it may be a little early. Uh, I I just don't have a lot of. Is what you said? What's that? Vincente Padilla. You went Aaliyah? Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Maybe controversial. That's my favorite Aaliyah song. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm partial to argue that somebody because of the baby. (laughs) But. (laughs) But that's just me. Oh, 94. <laughs> I think we were doing better with Nate Newton. But... Um, I, I've really, I don't think I'm going to come up with something that's going to give me a whole lot of thunder here. So you want to? We can just go with, with our David. All right, let's do it. Okay, we'll check in with the David answer of Max Scherzer. And you, Dub, what you guys have? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> right off the bat, Marcus said, David Scherzer? And I was like, um... Goliath uh, Maddox and I said uh, I got like 25% behind that with Maddox what do you have with Scherzer and he's like probably about the same said let's go with Goliath Maddox so Greg Maddox sadly neither team is getting points Um, those were both uh, banana the tailpipe answers though Uh, I was I was ready for both so so that David is actually Clayton Kershaw 
who in mm. 2016 had 12 wins and 11 walks. It's pretty impressive. And he has, he has some pretty amazing control. The Goliath was a little bit more of a reach, but I think it's a guy people, certainly people know. And the reason I had to put in the National League team is because he won his Cy Youngs in the American League for the Royals. And it is Brett Saberhagen. Brett Saberhagen. Okay. Mm. Um, so Brett Saberhagen in 1994 had 14 wins and 13 walks. I'm impressed with the pull of Bob Tewksbury during the during the call. <laughs> I, I specifically remembered him because I played a lot of fantasy football, uh, fantasy baseball in that era. And Bob Tewksbury did not walk many people. He didn't walk but anybody. He, but he also had a lot of trouble racking up wins. So like, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, there you so go. I apologize for the difficulty there. OK, let's move on to question two. Only three players are credited with catching a pass in the NFL after the age of 40. And all three accomplished this since the year 2000. Question two, David, I want you to tell me the name of the Hall of Fame receiver who accomplished this with both the Raiders and Seahawks. Question two, Goliath, I want you to tell me the name of both of the other two players who caught a pass after the age of 40. And I will say right now that I had it as only one for Goliath, but Bombeck told me it had to be both. So here we go. We're going to check in. Summer of Retread Coaches has checked in. UW. Talk it out. Okay. So we know <laughs> David. <laughs> Percy, um, Percy Harvin? Yes. Anyways. I think I might know the Goliath. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Tom Brady and Brett Favre. Tom Brady did it in the Super Bowl. Right. When he caught the pass against the Eagles. And, and I'm pretty sure that Favre caught a pass when he was with the Vikings. Was that one of those uh, threw it and caught, he caught it himself? Was it one of those? He did that with the Packers, I know, but I don't know that he – I don't remember what the scenario was, but the, I thought he caught one with the Vikings. Really? Because I was trying to remember because T.O. was in and out of the league a lot there late in his career, and I can't remember if he got to 40. I think but he just. If, I think he just missed. It. I, I, think like I, I agree. I think he was like thirty-eight, like when he was with the Bills. We know Brady for sure. Yeah, Brady. No, I totally agree. Brady's one. If I mean, if you feel good about it, I'm, I'm cool with I'm it. Like, but, uh, but we like are missing out on Garrett. I'm like seventy-five percent okay. sure that he caught a pass as a Viking. I don't remember the scenario, but I I thought I remembered him catching a pass because they talked about him his first catch was his first pass right to himself he, to himself yeah as a packer i think but he threw passes with the felt right before that same right, right 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 <clears throat> okay um go for it if you if you feel good about it um it's, it's only points who cares yeah who gives it <laughs> tom brady and <laughs> brett favara we're checking it in for the five on five all five of them baby <laughs> all right UW has checked in their goliath with Brett Favre and Tom Brady. So the summer of retread coaches, what did you guys have? Well, unlike Matt, we're actually playing David versus Goliath. I don't know if his five on five counts for this category. <laughs> um, I was pretty sure I'd heard this stat somewhere and I was, you know, the only real players that play past 40 outside of Jerry Rice are quarterbacks. Or and, Frank Gore. Excuse or Frank me. Gore, who will play till he is 400. So he's going to be number three on this list pretty soon. But we also checked in with a Goliath answer of Brett Favre and Thomas Brady. Both teams are receiving Goliath points. That's good, good pull, good work all the way around. Yeah, Tom Brady did in 2018 for the 
with the Pats and Brett, Brett Favre in 2009 for the Vikings. And of course, the David everybody knew was Jerry Rice. That was definitely uh, a giveaway, David. But anyway, Jerry who? Well done. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive because these guys, of course, are all either in the Hall of Fame or well, in Brady's case, well on their way. All right, we move on to question three. David, in the open tennis era, who holds the longest winning streak for men on clay? Question three, Goliath. In the open tennis era, who holds the longest winning streak for women on clay? Uh, we're going to check in. UW has checked in. So the summer of retread coaches. Talk it out. Yeah, anything um, besides Rafael Nadal? I've got Nadal for David. I, I'm not Kim Kleisters. I'm not sure who was like as prolific on clay for the for the women. Me neither. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's not. Uh, nor am I going to pull that name. So yeah, I mean, it, I'm, it's probably going to yeah. be someone I know, but it, I just can't differentiate okay. the courts when it comes to them. Okay. So then let's. let's uh, check yeah, in. we'll check in David with Rafael Nadal. And you, Dub, what did you guys have? Yeah, we were not willing to take a random guess, and we went with what we knew, which was the king of clay is Rafa Nadal. And also, shout out to one of my favorite bits on the league is when they're at a wine tasting and they're uh, referring to females and their and you know their uh, assets as the last names of. Uh, women tennis players. So he's got, ooh, she's got a nice ingus on her. <laughs> Do you remember when Kevin came up and was like, I'd like to put my lendals in her mouth? <laughs> yeah. He's That's like, how he finished it. He's like, ooh, look at those Davenports. <laughs> look at those Capriottis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll have to try to bring a little decorum to the game here. Um, yes, both teams have checked in with the David answer for Rafael Nadal, and that is correct. Rafael Nadal had an 81 clay court winning streak that lasted basically two years from 2005 to 2007. And he's probably had a bunch of winning streaks since then that have been close to that. The Goliath answer is definitely somebody, you know, but I don't know who remembers that she was absolutely dominant on, on clay. And that's Chris Everett. She won 125 consecutive clay matches lasting from August 73 to May of 79. So yeah. <laughs> Do it. Do you get, oh, we were both about to make the same joke. I don't <laughs> remember him as a Rams I, quarterback. Yeah. Who can forget his interview with Jim Rome? I thought you were going to say, look at the Chris Everett's. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad you didn't, but sadly that left uh, you, you to did. Do it. Okay. Yeah, I, I know, know what I did. did. Uh, I, I can't believe you would do something like that. Uh, I know it's awful. Unprovoked. <laughs> unprovoked. Exactly. You know, that's, that's the, that's the joys of the audio editing is it can sound unprovoked. All right. So question for David in the last 50 years, who is the only player to win a league MVP and be on five World Series winning teams with his teams finishing five and one in the World Series. Question for Goliath. In the last 50 years, who is the only player to win a league MVP and be on five World Series losing teams, his teams finishing 0-5 in the World Series? And welcome to the matchup between old-timey baseball guy and baseball book boy. <laughs> no, he's talking about myself and... Uh... Walling, he's not. It only, it only goes Real back fifty years, here. so we're okay. Oh, okay, okay. I sorry, I was trying to figure out which one of those I was. Then I realized, yeah, I get you now. That's old timey baseball boys, but yeah, but Matt's Matt's questions are from like the nineteen twenties. This says the last fifty years. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this sucks. Yes, this does suck. Oh, this sucks so much. 
Man, it's a good one. Though. No, it's a great. It's a, it's a great. David, question. this. What were you saying, it's a Scott? Great like question. It, oh, thank you. It feels it's like David the, versus the bench warmers it is. now. It's David versus <laughs> David versus Goliath. David, versus David, David, David versus the bench warmers. Oh man, we'll so, check in. Okay. Oh, okay. Summer of retread coaches has checked in. Which leaves you dub to talk it out. Uh, I mean, and so that David, we're thinking have to go back to five miles into our conversation earlier. We don't even know if we kind of have had an idea of who we think David is for a while. Um, and we've just been basically trying to figure out who Goliath was. But um, I thought about Reggie Jackson, and that made sense to me for David because I know he won two for sure with the A's. And then I think I'm pretty sure he won two with the Yankees in the 70s. Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out if it was two or three with the Yankees. And just well, I don't that think he... the Yankees won three in the seventies. I think they just won two. Okay, because there was like that that theme, like in the seventies, it was the Pirates won two, the A's won two, the Reds won two, the Yankees won two. So, the... so we're just assuming that he went again because that's only four. And yeah. so, if we're saying for that first part, if he went five and one, we're just assuming that he made a couple other ones. And so who else did he play for? So he played for the Angels at the end of his career. Do you have a couple others? I I don't know. That's yeah. just the name that I threw out there. I mean, do you want to just check in with it and end this, our suffering? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and we tossed around a trillion names for the Goliath, but we can't. I mean, every single one of them got to that fifth World Series, and you're like, oh, no, he only was in four. Or he didn't or, win an MVP. Yeah. Or they won one World Series. They like yeah, right. it Chipper out. Jones. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure so. we're in the same boat. So yeah. we'll check Let's in. For the, ch- yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Or sorry. We'll check in with the David with Reggie Jackson. Yeah. UW has checked in the David answer of Reggie Jackson. Go back to the summer of retread coaches. Yeah. We banded this. Actually, we didn't really spend a whole lot of time on David because I think we picked up on a Goliath theme early. We did. Hey. I mean, I'm scared. This is one of the most frustrating questions I think I've ever endured during <laughs> oh. bench warmers. No, so not in a bad way, David. It means it's a great good. question. It's it means because we're we're we all clearly tossed around a ton of names and took yeah. a lot of time, which means there's and I'm just there. I feel so good about our answer, but then I'm like, you also get scared because you're like, oh man, was he on that team that one year? And they like so the guy we're thinking of was a cardinal. The Cardinals didn't win many any world series between 82 and 2002 then he was a brave and he won a he won an mvp as the braves but oh. we think he was gone before they won their world series we're in hoping five yeah, terry pendleton we're checking in with a goliath answer of terry pendleton that's a good one that's a good one okay so the summer free tread coaches has checked in goliath with terry pendleton so let me do these uh david first so David is in fact Reggie Jackson. Um, Matt, you're slightly you're slightly off um, in that the A's actually won in 72, 73, and seventy four. Yes, they did. Oh, and the Yankees won three. And the Yankees nights. and the Yankees then won in seventy seven and seventy eight. And then he was around for the eighty one World Series, which was the strike sorting year World Series, which the Dodger when the Dodgers beat them. Um, so that's why he was five and one, which okay, is why that makes the, sense. So yeah. so so that is correct. And the Goliath is in fact Terry Pendleton. Oh, that wow. is good one. Great. That is one, super guys. strong work. And just to fill in a couple of the gaps, because part of the reason why this question has come up for me a couple of times is that 
he, he was one of the most criminal MVP votes ever in 91. But yeah. but yeah, he came up with the Cardinals who lost to the Royals. Then, of course, he was with the 87 Cardinals that lost to the Twins mm-hmm. in, in the in the first seven game World Series that was ever like the home team won every game. Yep. I don't know if you paid attention to that. But then in 91, by that point, he was with the Braves, who also lost to the Twins in the second World Series where the home team won every game. Yep. Um, <laughs> then they lost then, to the Blue Jays, right? Then, then the 92 Braves lost to the Blue Jays. And for some reason, I can't remember how or why, he bailed on the Braves and he went to the Marlins. So he missed the 95 World Series with the Braves uh, when they 90. finally won. And then in 96, oh. he came back to the Braves for them to lose <laughs> to the Yankees. Wow. So he's just a guy that has terrible timing. So he won a World Series in 91 and lost five World Series. So that is really strong work. Um, way to go. I mean, great very job. Yeah, great job. I was, for some mad. reason, I always thought him come. I always thought he played a couple of years or one or two years with the Reds. He might have, but they weren't in the World Series. When, yeah, you know, no, I mean, was, uh, yeah. in that so in that Scott, era, they only won in '90, right? And I, he certainly wasn't yeah, there then yeah, because he went yeah. straight from the Cardinals to the Braves. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, really, really strong work. It's a good um, call, though, guys. Good work. Well, I, yeah, I, once I, we I, got on that name, it was like it was so hard. And to then get we started talking ourselves into that name. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what happens, right? And then, yeah, but yeah. that was, I mean, luckily you settled on a good name. Well done. Okay, question five. In NBA history, 11 pairs of teammates have registered triple doubles in the same game, including four pairs where both teammates went on to the Hall of Fame. Question five, David. Name any pair of teammates who accomplished this feat. Question five, Goliath. Name the only pair of teammates in history who accomplished this twice. And I will tell you, both times that this pair had did, did the triple doubles in the same game were in the last two seasons. That like makes these, sense? These last two most recent seasons? These last two most recent seasons is the first time in NBA history that Two different teammates have twice in the same game had triple doubles. Too many twices there, but I think you get the get the gist. All right, we're gonna check in. All right, UW has checked in. So the summer of retread coaches, you guys can talk it out. Hear triple doubles the last two seasons, like you immediately associate Westbrook. Like I said, the only guys that are getting triple doubles are Westbrook, Harden, Luka, Jokic, LeBron right. still gets a few. And yep. no one with LeBron's going to do it. No can, one with Jokic. I can no guarantee you that it's not Luka. That's right. Right. Exactly. And it's not Jokic because there's no one on his team. Right. Like, I think it's got to be Westbrook and Harden. I, I, I maybe. I just, it, so it, here's I, the thing. They didn't play together this last year. Were they right. together the year? Before? Yeah. They were together the year before. So they would have only had one year to do this. And he said the last two years. So right, he didn't right. He didn't necessarily say like it had to be both this year. Within, yeah, or just, one and one. Yeah, I mean it could be uh, Harden and Durant, but they only played like ten games together. Yeah, so. I know they. That would be a very small sample size to get to. Yeah, like um, Harden got triple doubles. Almost. I just don't think Harden gets assists, or I guess maybe not. He rebounds. was basically the point guard for the Nets, the but not and for the well, Nets. he was like. The, well, I mean, point guard and Russ was guard. the de facto like point guard, but Harden yeah. was the one bringing up the ball most of the time. Yeah, it's not gonna be the Celtics guys. You got to think of do. I don't. It's not Kawhi and PG. No, it's not. You know, like so you have to think of. It's not Giannis and anyone. I, I, I think, think it's Giannis somebody who can get the team. rebounds, right? I mean, right. I liked your Embiid and, and Simmons guess, but I don't know that he, you're right. Like I don't know that Simmons has many triple doubles because I don't know. No, he doesn't enough. score. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it's Embiid and Simmons. We have a safe answer, but if you yeah. 
If I mean, got... I, I actually like Duncan and Robinson better than I do Jordan and Pippen. Because I don't I don't remember Jordan getting that many triple doubles. He definitely didn't pass that much. That's what I'm saying. Like I remember him always <laughs> just being a ball hog and like not passing. Right. What about Kobe and Shaq? Did Shaq pass enough? No, it'd be blocked. Did Kobe pass enough? <laughs> it'd, it'd be blocked with Shaq. Yeah. No, Kobe did not pass enough. I just feel man. Oh, how about what about I don't know, I can't. It wouldn't be the last two years. I was gonna say what about Chris Paul and James Harden? But that would have been a little further years. back. Yeah, I'm just stuck on Jordan and Pippen for Chris David Paul Bryant. and Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> no, Luka Doncic and Maxi Kleba. No, no, it'll be Dwight Powell. Come on now, I, I just don't. Uh, Zion and Alonzo Ball. Like I, I have no, no idea. Yeah, I, I mean, we could go through every team and try to come up with two people, and I don't think we're gonna hit on something that's gonna make us love it. Do you want to? I I like Jordan and Pippen better, but you I'll I, defer to NBA guy. Yeah, I mean Jordan and Pippen. I think we have a better chance just because Robinson was, you know, at the that, tail end when Duncan their window was there. smaller. That's my big thing. Yeah. Is like they didn't play together for that many years, and Jordan and Pippen played together for you know yeah a decade. So surely at some point in there they had one right. Again, don't call me Shirley. Yeah, um, yeah, we can go Jordan <laughs> Pippen. I, I'm okay. really interested to hear what Goliath is because I'll be shocked if it's not Westbrook and Harden. But yeah, let's let's yeah. we have the lead. Let's play it safe and yep. All right, David. Check in with Mike Michael. What's his last name again? <laughs> yeah, Jordan, mm-hmm. and some guy with hot sports opinions about passing the ball to Steve Kerr from this week. <laughs> it's true. No. Okay, is that what we're calling it? Summer, of, <laughs> summer of retread coaches has checked in with Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. You dub. What did you guys have? Team effort here. Well, I mean, yeah. So I, I remember hope. because I, yeah, I hope. Bombeck's absolute hatred. I mean, he hates this person more than he hates. I think the Green Bay Packers <laughs> is Jimmy Butler. So for some reason, every time I hear something about Jimmy Butler, it makes me laugh. And so for, I thought this last season or maybe in the bubble or something like that, there was, I remember hearing something about Jimmy Butler and somebody else um, getting a triple double, but I have no idea <laughs> even if it was with the heat or with the 76, right? Cause he was the 76ers last year, right? No, was no. So, year? so when you said that, I was like, well, I actually kind of remember hearing at least once. And I said, well, okay, if it's anybody, it's Bam Adebayo, which makes sense because they run their offense through him. And we decided we wanted to gamble. So with our powers combined, we are checking in with the Goliath with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Put my six shooters back in their holster. So UW has checked in with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo at the Goliath. So let me first tell you that um, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are, in fact, on the list. So that, David, is correct. Um, it's amazing how many Hall of Fame pairs or just famous people or uh, famous players are on this list. Larry Bird and Robert Parrish did it. Kareem Ooh. and Magic Johnson yeah. did it. Bob, Bob Cousy and Tom Heinsohn did it. Big O Oscar and Robertson, somebody had to have done. A big, a big O did it with somebody that uh, named Arlen Bakker. And I, admit, I do not know who that is. <laughs> you don't know Arlen? Oh, we're good uh, old buddies. Yeah. And, and even, even as I said, current Hall of Famers, because Jason Kidd and Vince Carter did it. And, oh. and uh, you know, I, 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 is Jason Kidd in the Hall of Fame now? I can't remember. But Vince Carter will be, I'd like to think. 
But anyway, the, the, um, the only the only pair that has done it twice is in fact Jimmy Butler and Bam out of Bayou. Nice job, guys. Yeah, Let's go. really. Let's really, go. Really Second. nice. Nice pull. And and Scott, just to sort of answer the question about the about the seasons. Yeah, one of them was this season, February 18th, uh, 2021. And the other one was earlier in, I guess, what was the COVID short season, December 10th, 2019. Both both Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler had triple doubles. Well done. Thank you, thank you Josh Bombeck, with your absurd hatred of Jimmy Butler. It is <laughs> absurd. I'm, the spite I'm surprised that you have, he passed so much to get a triple double. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's <laughs> when he said it. I remember him and Bam Adebayo having at least one, and I was like, "Well, if you heard Bombeck freak out about it, then I, I, it, the, he, Bam Adebayo is the only person that it yeah. could be. Like, who's it? Goron? Like, oh yeah, Goron's never on the court. No, anymore, it wasn't that. It wasn't that I heard Bombeck freak out about him having this happen it was about i just remember hearing something about it and every time jimmy butler in like the periphery or something like oh i gotta read up on it because bombax gonna be upset about something here we go what's this about <laughs> well either Perfect. way cool all right bombax bombax getting a lot of call outs today all right so why don't we get a score update well uh, heading into the fourth quarter it is all knotted up there boys 490 <laughs> a piece i believe time, dan wow. would say something right now go ahead david say it it's anybody's ball game. Is that what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> yep. I would I would say a tie game certainly qualifies as anybody's ball game what? for sure. So that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as put your fours up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Categories for today's fourth quarter are dedicated to famous game shows. Question one will be match game. Question two will be college bowl. Question three will be the chase. Question four will be let's make a deal. And question five will be the bench warmers trivia podcast. <laughs> so match game will be major league baseball records. College bowl will be the NFL draft. The chase will be NFL running backs. Let's make a deal will be big four MVPs. And the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast will be sports terminology. So I'll let the teams work on their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in match game. There are two players in Major League history who share the record for most 100-plus RBI seasons with 14 such seasons. Both players were drafted in the 90s, and 10 of their 1,400-plus RBI seasons overlapped Although during their overlapping years, one was in the AL and the other was in the NL. Name both players. David, we are going to check it in. All right. <laughs> UW has checked in. The summer of retread coaches. Talk it out. Uh, I kind of like our answer. I, I think Pujols and A-Rod makes the, like, makes the most sense. I mean, A-Rod, I'm pretty sure it's A-Rod for the AL guy. Yeah. And then Pujols would make sense since... Most of those were with the Cardinals. <clears throat> those overlapping years, it would have been Rangers and Yankees while he was with the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good with those two. I am too. All right. So we will check in with Albert Pujols and Alex Rodriguez for 100 points. UW, what did you guys have? Man, we totally screwed this up. 
I thought it was the 1890s. I had Hannes Wagner and uh, Ty Cobb. Attack Wilson. Jesus. God, yeah. Ty Cobb, did, Ty Cobb did start that early. I hate to, I hate to call call BS on you, but <laughs> he didn't go as early as 1890s. I don't think. Oh, we, anyway. uh, well, no, he's drafted. You know, because uh, lots of drafts right uh, back then, right? True. The true. Draft, the draft industrial complex it was strong in the 1890s. Uh, Drafted, <laughs> drafted, drafted for the Spanish-American War, Civil Wars. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you didn't specify what draft. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, A. Rudd and Pujols are the uh, answers that we came up with, and uh, that was for uh, one hundred points. One hundred points. Well, both teams receiving points. Yeah. So there, the uh, Pujols oh. was. So Pujols was drafted in '99, and A. Rod in '93, and they they overlapped the 10 years of 2001 to 2010, if I remember yeah. straight, but yes, um, both. It's amazing to me somehow that, that Ruth and Gehrig and all these guys never got to the 14 season with hundred RBIs, but A-Rod and, uh, and Pools are the only two to get to have that many seasons with hundred RBIs. So, so question two in college bowl, what school had their streak of 80 consecutive years, having at least one player taken in the NFL draft, end this year in 2021 hint there are two schools with longer active streaks and one of those is in the same state as the answer to this question all right david we are gonna check it in all right u-dub has checked in summer of retread coaches talk it out this is another doozy yeah so initially eric that was my when he first asked a question, I was like, "Maybe Michigan, Michigan State." I'm, I mean, that's the first thing that popped in your but head. But then it's like, what about like? I mean, I don't think it's Florida. Like, no, those schools are good, but I, I don't think they'd have a Alabama. Doesn't really, I mean, you'd have Alabama and Auburn. <clears throat> you'd have you disrespecting Alabama State. Come there's, on, <laughs> there's and Notre Dame like, and Purdue. Purdue, but I, I don't know about that. There's I, Navy I, I and wherever if, Navy is. I don't know if Purdue would have an eighty-year. Navy streak. is in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, it's in Navy in Maryland, and then you have like USC, Cal, Stanford. But I don't feel as good about them as I do like Michigan, Michigan State. Okay. Or, well, right, I, I kind of like that. Michigan State was good for a very long time, and is awful now. All right, let's check it. in with Michigan State. And your wager? 100 points. U-Dub, what did you guys have? I screwed up on our uh, telling David the number of points that we I know, I put that, that in the chat and you ignored it. Yeah. We Not intended to bet well, 100, but we matter. we actually bet 69 on this one. Nice. Thank you. Um, and we tossed around the Florida schools. And because uh, I think the active streak or one of the active streaks is tied, I think is uh, is Miami, and but Florida State. If you made this like uh, fifty years, probably Florida State would be on there, but eighty years, Florida State hasn't been that good that long. Yeah. So we also checked in with Michigan State. Both teams will be getting their points. Well done. Um, Michigan State did, in fact, have 80 consecutive years of having at least one player draft, uh, drafted, and it ended this year. Um, the two schools that have 83-year streaks after this year are Michigan. And does anyone want to guess what the other one is randomly? Well, that was Miami. It's, it's, it's not Miami. It's no. USC. No. It's, no. It's, it's USC. Now, notably, I, no, I noticed that I had, to, I had to go back and double-check this. Notre Dame, so that, that takes USC and Michigan back to 1939. 
Notre Dame actually would go all the way back to 1938, but they had this they had this blip in the middle in 1977. They didn't have anybody selected unless you count the supplemental draft when they did have somebody selected. Uh, yeah, so that uh, 69 points on that last one brought the uh, UW guys down to 659. And the leader now, the summer of retread coaches, is at 690. So 69 plus a zero at the end. Definitely nice. still anyone's game. Okay, question three in the chase. And this one is a sequel for the last time from the last time I was on. Oh, no. So there are 80 players in the history of the NFL who have at least 50 NFL rushing touchdowns. Name them. No, kidding, kidding. There are 80 players in the history of the NFL <laughs> who have who have at least 50 NFL rushing touchdowns. But who is the only one of those 80 that had more rushing touchdowns in his FBS college career than he had in the pros? All right, we're checking in. All right, UW has checked in. So the summer of retread coaches, your turn to talk it out. Well, you're killing me, David, because every time it's one of these damn running back questions, I always answer <laughs> Eddie George, and it's, it's always <laughs> wrong. And I really like that for this one. You mean Hall of Famer, Eddie George? Should be Hall of Famer, Eddie George. College kinda, football Hall of Fame. I kind of like our other guests. <laughs> yeah, I, I brought up Ricky Williams. His is going to come down to whether or not he got to 50 in the NFL. Yeah, because I think whatever it was, he definitely, I, he definitely had had to have more in college. I would think so. Yeah. So his, I just feel like he's fringy. Like he's probably right around 50 in the NFL. I mean, he had a couple good years in Miami. He played where, for a decent time. I mean, right, he had so a couple really like, good years, and he played for a little longer than I think we give I mean, him credit he, for. He had got some touchdowns with the Ravens, right? He had a couple years there Yeah. after he came back. Oh, man. I mean, the Saints was kind of a wash, but I think I'm, he definitely has more in college than the NFL. His comes he, down to, did he reach 50? Whereas yeah. Eddie George, I think it's this, like, I, I think it's the same. I think he probably definitely had 50 in college, and his comes down to he had a lot of good years with yards. But not a lot of touchdowns. It seems like every time I answer him for a question, thinking that he had all these stats, he never does. So he scares me. Yeah, I man, I'm kind of stuck on Ricky Williams. If you want to do it walling and, and go Ricky Williams, I mean, it's going to – I bet this comes down to like five touchdowns. We're either going to be five under or we're yeah. going to be five – or it's going to be like five over if he all got right. there. Yeah, I'll, how about I, I will talk you out of an Eddie George answer. We'll do it that way. Well, yeah. let's just check in with Ricky Williams for 100 points. UW. Well, it started off with me saying Barry because uh, Barry had a pretty prolific career at, at Oklahoma State and then only played in nine or ten seasons in the NFL. And then Marcus chimed in saying, go ahead, Marcus. I, he, well, he, he only started for one season. Although it's the greatest football season in college of all time, and it's not close, I was like, "There's no way." Because but the one before him, but we we threw out a bunch of names. You know, we talked about Marshall Falk possibly mm. caught a lot. Um, I actually really liked the Ricky Williams answer, and I really hope that he didn't get to fifty uh, because that's that sounds pretty good to me because he started all four years. But going back to Barry. As I thought about who was in front of him, which was Thurman Thomas, and Thurman Thomas was the starter and kept him off the field, and Thurman caught a lot of touchdowns. I'm pretty positive he at least got to 50 rushing, 
but just, you know, hoping that he was a four-year starter at Oklahoma State and he had enough. So we checked in with Thurman Thomas for 100 points. One team is getting points. Um, I will tell you real quickly, I just had to do some quick research just to always, always trying to make sure I have this right. Thurman Thomas only had only had 43 touchdowns in, in, in college. Um, yeah. And so some of the guys who were close, I will tell you like Eddie George, I was ready with, he had 68 in the NFL and only 44 in college. So it wasn't really that close. Some of the guys who were actually remarkably close that may surprise you. D'Angelo Williams had 61 in the NFL and 55 in college. DeMarco Murray has 49 in the NFL, but had 50 in college, but Ricky Williams had 66 rushing touchdowns in the, in the NFL and 72 in college. So Ricky Williams is correct. Well done. Thank you, Eddie George. I'm so happy I pulled that. <laughs> Ricky Williams. Well, Scott, as a, as a fan of the podcast, I have to tell you, like every once in a while, it is so grueling to hear, to hear somebody down to like a coin flip and go the other direction. So I was actually happy for you that it, that it, that you hung with Ricky. I, I, I want to thank my partner for talking me out of Eddie George. <laughs> I, if, if Ricky had crossed my mind, I would have gone with it. it. it like, that's the thing. It didn't come to my mind until the very end. Cause I was like, I was thinking running backs that went high in the draft and I just kept going in my head. I was like, Ricky Williams in my he head. It Ricky. just had to be somebody older. All right. Question four. And to remind you, the category is let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. What three big four teams all in the same Metro area have all been around for at least 40 years but have never had a league MVP. Now, a few notes on this. MVPs in pre-merger leagues, sorry, MVPs in pre-merger leagues do not count. And just to clarify, there could be more big four teams in, in the metro area that we're talking about, but I'm looking for three in one metro area that have never won an MVP. We're going to check in. UW has checked in. Summer of retread coaches. Time to talk it out. Yeah, so we're pretty much stuck on two, right? The, like two areas that we think. Yeah, we kind of whittled it down to Tampa. Yeah, Scott threw out Tampa. Pretty sure with Bucks and the Rays, Rays. they haven't had an MVP, but we're stuck on the Lightning. I think the Lightning probably have. I mean, they've had a few, a handful of cups, and the, the problem. I, I think it, it's more likely to be Le Cavalier maybe than Stamkos, right? Because I feel Martin, like Martin San Louis. I think he yeah, had one. He might have. Um, so stuck on the more than one, more than three teams in the area thing. Right. I'm so I, immediately I went to New York. Right. I'm right. pretty sure the Mets have never had an MVP. Pretty sure that the Jets have never had. They've had a Super Bowl MVP, but I don't think they've had a league MVP. So then it comes down to uh, the Rangers have, obviously. The Yankees have, obviously. Right. So we've got the Knicks. Pretty sure the Knicks had Willis Reed. I'm pretty sure Reed was the league MVP. Uh, yeah, he might have been. So then and it's so, the Islanders, and that sucks for us because we don't know. I, I, I just remember another name coming up in a previous episode that was – I, th- I th- they were really good, really good in the 70s. I know they were really good. They won, like, four straight cups or whatever. Right. But – that so they probably had an MVP on those teams. I just, yeah, I don't Brian know. Brian Trottier, but at is a the same time, before wasn't. Uh, I mean, weren't there like guys that were just winning the MVP like every year? Like I kind of lean. I, I'm looking back, and I think I'm more confident that the Nets have never had one. 
right do the next count though as they're in brooklyn now right but they have like do they count when they were in new jersey i mean it is the same i mean we could count if oklahoma city had more than one team we could say oh obviously that they sorry marcus walling (laughs) is it you know could it be mets nets jets like i would love for it to be mets nets jets for very i mean cyrano is a bit of a poet and he did say mergers don't count, right? Because right. I think Dr. J might have won an ABA MVP with the Nets. Yeah. But I, not I like an NBA it. MVP. And it's late. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just do it then. Let's do it. Oof. All right. We're going to check in for 100 points with the Mets, Nets, and Jets. And UW, what did you guys have? Oh, we just tossed around a bunch of junk and then we were kind of more focused on like the city. And then I went, oh, yeah, we got to name three teams. And unfortunately, because hockey is not a strong suit. uh, We also agree Jets and Nets. But we don't know hockey. And for some reason, I thought in my head that Tom Seaver won an MVP, but maybe not. Maybe it's just a Cy Young. So anyways, we said Rangers, Jets, and Nets, but we've been informed that that's very wrong. So, yeah, for no, how many... don't listen to me. I said the Rangers. I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> for did we for one hundred points? No, sixty nine. Oh, for sixty nine points. Nice. Me. So one team is receiving points, and uh, yeah, I think I did Cyrano this a little bit. My my category name was Let's Make a Deal. And I tried to emphasize that when I gave the title. So, and when I gave the category, it's let's make a deal because the three teams from New York or from any metro area that have not won are, are an MVP are the Mets, the Jets, and the Nets. Uh, apologies to Marcus. I, I don't think I would have known this without looking up, but I think the last Ranger that won an MVP was actually Mark Messier sometime yeah, was, around. That was when the, the Rangers... only name that I knew that was like a really good player for them. And that yeah. was my only. And that's like their only Stanley Cup in the last 100 million years. Yeah. No, it was like the last 60 years or something. Right. But yes, well done. I know it took a long time, but Mets, Jets, and Nets for let's make a deal. Um, let's move on to question five in Benchwarmer's trivia podcast. This common sports term is believed to date back 600 years, originally used in archery for specific backup equipment. And no, Benchwarmers, it doesn't involve clipboards. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and check in. Uh, UW has checked in. Uh, only laugh because Matt looks totally serious and Marcus is kicking back. The summer of retread coaches. Can you guys, one last time, talk it out? Well, Captain? I think, I mean. Seems obvious. Yeah, I, we have clipboard captains. Right. In this and case, it clip- would be a captain without a clipboard. Well, the thing is, right, clipboards in the, the, the question Good no, bench, bench warmers in the category name. I like it. Backup is in the question. So I the only thing that's not in the question that we use is captain, right? Yeah, sure. All right, we're checking in for 90 points with captain. Not to Neil, just captain. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Forget to Neil. Um little muskrat love. You dub. What did you guys have? Well, because uh, a bow and arrow is probably made out of pine, and uh, we talk about uh, riding the pine for 100 points, we checked in with the pine. Neither team is receiving points. Um, 
without sort of blurting it out, there are only so many things that can go wrong when you're doing archery. As I mean, as I would picture, I'm not an archer. But one of the things that happened very commonly was that the string broke. So you had to carry a second uh, string. Second string. I thought about the, it for a second the, and I was like, the, yeah. The clue second string was supposed to be, and and that's what the clipboard was was kind of trying to walk you into, was the idea that that your theme and your trophies are all about backup quarterbacks or second string. Oh, so, sorry. We, we all no, missed I that. Like that was it. like it's the good. trivia trivia equivalent of walking into your own face in a mirror maze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so confident one time and just messed my face <laughs> up. <laughs> The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. UW finishes with 390 points, and our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Dennis Dixon Award with 800 points, the summer of retread coaches. Anything you guys want to talk about before we call the night? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that Marcus didn't want the Dennis Dixon Award anyway, so it's, it's probably all for the better. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <There it> goes. <laughs> <laughs> anything anything you guys want to talk about before we yeah. hang it up? Yeah. Thank you for helping me keep my mind off the fact that it's like 100 degrees in here. Appreciate it. And I'm probably going to go take another cold shower. David, David, great. It was a great game. You, yes. you made us think. We were, we were cruising. We were on such a good pace. And then you hit us with some mind benders. And we, ha- and we had to really stretch. But... <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I I really yeah. enjoyed your game. They were gettable mind benders, which makes them longer answer right. times. Like yeah. they're like, oh, if we can just work through process of elimination. No, it was great. As usual, wrote a great game. It was fun. Scott, we got off the train. Um, yeah, you off did. the train. I'm on a six game win streak. So Ooh, Eric and Dan, look at you. bring it on. Oh, here we go. The Let's... summer of Scott. Do it. Yeah, seriously. Um, no, David, th- you know, that again, we, we love having you on. Even when you're not on, you're typically a part of our games because we all questions. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's always a, a pleasure having you on, man. Um, I, you know, Terry Pendleton and Ricky Williams are, is what swung this game. So, it, mm-hmm. I mean, we're tied all the way into the, you know, yeah. into the fourth. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the mark of a, of a great game when, you know, both teams are, are on it. So, uh, you know, it's great hanging out with all you guys, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for the next one. Matt. David, you're always always fun to chat with. You're so like it's a mountain of ideas and great, you know, uh, conversations about sports trivia. So um, appreciate it, man. You're always fun to have on. Appreciate it. Really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you guys were you guys were great sports for some of my for for some of the tough questions. I. Uh, I ran them by bomb back beforehand, but but when <laughs> you when you play them under pressure, it's it's, it's totally different, it's a totally different game. So thank you guys as always for having me on. This is a it's a ton of fun. I, I love writing questions. I love presenting questions. I, I love listening to the show. Um, now that I'm starting to become the archiving all the old episodes, I'm listening to them all again, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm hearing stuff that I just missed the first time around. You get all the questions when you listen to it first time through, but you don't get all the jokes when you listen to it first time through. And there and, you go. Yeah, and it's and it's it's pretty awesome. You guys you guys really play off each other, and really it just makes it so entertaining to listen to. So thanks thanks for having me on again, and thanks for continuing to produce a great show. It's really great. Well, thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. 
Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.